Hello everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the danger at Dunwater part five for our Ghosts of Saltmarsh campaign. Uh, for all you audio cast listeners, our dear friend Kyle with an N, aka uh, Julfan, is not going to be with us this evening. They are currently traveling around the country visiting friends uh, as a celebration for an end of a school term. So congrats on doing that, Kylan. You're doing the best that you can and we believe in you. Uh, today is July 25th, 2019 and you are are loved and I like saying that at the beginning of every stream because I feel like it is an important thing to remember uh, other important things to remember is that we are doing a charity stream in two days from now uh, on July 27th uh, which is a Saturday where we have a ton of prizes that we are going to be giving away as our charity stream is going to be helping out mental health. Uh, we have uh, donation pages set up for the take this organization um, for the Trevor Project and every new follower that we get on the channel from now until the end of the 27th, I'm going to be donating a dollar to the Tiny Changes organization, uh, which is a newer charity that came up uh, earlier last year, this year, uh, that helps out young Scottish children. So I, I would really like to help uh, make Saturday a really cool day for, for helping raise money. Uh, some of the prizes that we got are the Mighty Nine Miniature Set, for, uh, including the Pumat Soul Kickstarter exclusives we have. They are currently away from my arm's reach. Three different Elderwood, uh, Elderwood Academy Miniature Hex Set, uh, Hex Chests. We also have a copy of Ghosts of Saltmarsh on Roll20. And we're also going to be giving away a set of pins, uh, and what is the last thing? Oh, uh, and the Dungeon Mayhem card game uh, that Wizards of the Coast released earlier this year. It's a super fun card game. It takes like five minutes to learn how to play. Uh, so, uh, moral of the story, we got a bunch of stuff because uh, mental health is important to all of us here. So I wanted to do something special. Um, other than that, uh, if you like what we do here at the show and you would like to support us, feel free to use that free Twitch Prime sub that you get every month if you have Amazon Prime, or uh, we have a Patreon set up where we also have an after show at patreon.com slash indoor adventures, or better yet, if you like wearing merch uh, or possibly getting posters or anything like that, you can go to bit.ly slash adventure merch. We got all sorts of stuff. We got posters, t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, uh, tank tops, crop tops, I'm working on getting pants that just say butt along the side of it so that way we can all have a set of butt pants. Uh, and that is, that's it for all of my merch. So let us start things off. Dingo, who are you playing tonight? I'm Dingo, I use she, her, and I am playing Hish Sungard, the half-orc fighter who uses he, him. Local dad, that's it. Local normal dude. All right, and Keanu, who are you playing? Howdy, I'm Keanu, or Reeves. Uh, I'm playing Omen Dark slash Ham the Slime. Uh, they go by he, him, they, them. I also go by he, him. And Cyber. And I'm, and I'm Cyber. I go by he, him. I'm playing Albus the Kalastra Bard, who also goes by he, him. Excellent. And I am the indoor adventurer. I also go by he, him, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So 
last we left off from last week. Uh, in our previous adventure, you guys had been fording a river where you ran into quite a few, uh, quite a few zombies and skeletons, uh, at one point encountering the skeleton of a long since dead thunder beast, kind of a ancient dinosaur-like creature, uh, but managed to defeat all of them, uh, without actually any of you dying. Congratulations. Uh, and we're able to make it to the lizard folk, uh, to the lizard folk encampment that you had all thought, oh, it's just going to be a small camp. It can't possibly be a very large, sprawling, labyrinthine location, uh, to which you were all most certainly wronged. Uh, as upon entering in, Ullman, having disguised himself as a lizard folk, uh, went in with Albus, where the two of you were able to gain uh, an audience with the queen, uh, Lady Othakent. And Hish, you and Jill decided, well, we're going to follow in after them and really hope that uh, this is a very simple, uh, simp simple lizard folk lair. Again, not exactly the most well-planned out. Uh, you two ended up getting captured, brought forth with Albus and Ullman, where the four of you uh, were then met by Lady Othakent and her old uh, advisor, Sariv. Uh, it was then that you revealed that you were members in good standing of Acquisitions Incorporated, which... Lady Othakent seemed rather pleased by, and asked you a very simple question, if you knew Jim Darkmagic. Uh, and upon agreeing and conferring that you did, uh, we last left off with her kind of stroking her chin, saying, Excellent. Excellent. The reason <clears throat> I ask... Are you close with Jim Dark Magic. And as she says it, the entire audience of lizard folk that are there all silently chant, Dark Magic, Dark Magic, Dark Magic. <laughs> Would Albus have the understanding that Jim Dark Magic outranks everybody? Yes. Everybody here. Yes. Ah, he. We have had many opportunities to meet him, but he uh, is far our superior in the company. <clears throat> that being said, I have seen him with my own eyes. We've spoken with him, haven't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. most certainly have. You've yeah. spoken with the three main uh, members of that kink, uh, as they were there during your hiring process. Ullman you especially has, a, has a, 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 a brief understanding with Jim, as Jim was angry that Ullman had winked. He says he likes my hushpa. And at that, Lady Othakent kind of turns to you, You're not wearing Acquisitions Incorporated livery. Uh, I... 
did not put it on, I guess. She kind of looks at you. We sort of have our own sense of fashion. You see, I was only recently made an employee. As in, within the past two days. So, I'm just not used to wearing it very much still. Do, do you have your thing? Your job thing? Well, actually, I do have my Adventures in uh, Ack Inc. issued fanny pack, and he sort of clips it off and holds it up. <clears throat> and she kind of eyes it. And you see... The so newest addition to my wardrobe. And... Sarev just sort of like he seems to kind of scrape at the side of his uh at the side of his lower jaw a little bit and you can see that there's some kind of like dried flakes and scales that seem to be coming off of the, as he does uh and he says something in uh in draconic to the queen and she acknowledges as members of Acquisitions Incorporated. You are here to do what exactly? We're here to make sure that what, that the conflict that you're about to go into, you're not, you're not threatening Saltmarsh. That's what we were hired to come in and check on. How do I know? that Saltmarsh will uphold its end of the bargain. And at that, Jill just sort of raises her hand and just, well, I am trained in contracts, if it helps at all. Uh, and at that, the lady sort of raises an eyebrow, speaks, uh, speaks out of the side of her mouth to the advisor, and she says... Have have we been told about uh, a bargain? Yeah, you guys were. Uh, wait, a bargain? Like which one? Because you guys like were. Like she hired. said, how how does she know that uh, Salt Marshall uphold its end of the bargain? Like what bargain is she talking about? Bargain being, if Salt Marsh has nothing to do with this, and you guys go from where you currently are around salt marsh to then go back to the lizard folk lair that if they went by that salt marsh isn't just going to then be laying in wait with an ambush of sorts and Can I make an obviators check on the older lizard man uh what are you using as your eyeglass i don't think I get an eyeglass until a higher rank. I just make an insight check. Okay. I'll say you can make an insight check. I don't make the 15, so I get okay. nothing. And uh, the woman says again, uh, Otha Kent says, Sarev is our primary diplomat. If you believe that the two of you can work something out together to at least make um, 
things a little bit less strenuous between our people and Saltmarsh. You have my blessing to do this. If it helps, we could also throw in us an autograph from Jim Dark Magic. And when you say dark magic, as a magic, sign of good faith, the entire crowd around you just dark magic, dark magic, dark magic. They seem to do it whenever <laughs> his name is mentioned. And she says, I have, can you get it to say to Othokent? Can you get him to sign my name? I have many things signed by Jim Dark Magic already, but none of them directed towards me. Othokent. I could even probably get it to say with love. And you see her just like straighten out a little bit. Just <clears throat> that is unnecessary. But if that is the case, I am all right with that decision. <clears throat> Levi Consider Fips. it done. Levi Phipps, thank you for the follow. One dollar will be donated to the Tiny Changes organization in your name. And, uh,. Lady Othokent then uh, motions for uh, Sarif to uh, begin exiting the chamber. And uh, she says, uh, what was what was your name again? And uh, Jill Fan. Uh, Jill Fan, you and Sarif can work on this contract and we can get it all sorted out. However... I would ask that you all stay here, at least overnight. I'd like to learn more about you, if possible. The last group that we had come through here, well, they did not have such clear intentions as the lot of you. So I'd the like last group. We are a large collection of lizard folk that have not been in this area for a while. People such as yourselves believe that we are trying to raise arms against them. So they send mercenaries, mercenaries who kill our people. So we fight back tooth and claw, as we always have. So again, I ask that you stay here, at least for the night. So my people can get a, at least a good understanding of who they are getting into bed with. Can I make an insight check? Yes, you can. Nine. She... You're not exactly sure why she wants you to stay overnight, but the way that she's coming off describing this, you are, you're pretty sure that she's telling the truth. Uh, mind link to Hish. Do you have, do you object? I would also like to make an insight check. Sure. Where did my dice go? Oh, <laughs> I think Beetle's been pushing them under the monitor. That's a 15... 
plus five, that's 20. With your insight, looking at Lady Othakent and the earnestness in the way that she speaks, you are you are fairly confident that she is telling the truth, that she is the leader of, she's essentially the captain of all of these lizard men. And so she has to make the best decisions <laughs> that she possibly can uh, in order to provide for all of these people. She's not, she wants to initially believe you as members of Acquisitions Incorporated. She, she wants to, but she wants to also not appear like she's... She's been burned before. Yeah. Uh, so she's more asking this uh, for the lot of you. Um, and says, uh, also, I would like to talk to my other council members, see if they have any particular stance on this. And if they agree, We'll be able to meet them as well. Get an understanding. Or at least we can come to an understanding of sorts. Pish thinks back to uh, Albus. I mean, seems innocent enough to me. You are free to travel as you wish. There are a few chambers that are off limits. Uh, it's for religious purposes. So we would prefer that you did not step foot in there. I hope you understand. Totally understandable. I do have a question. Will you be serving dinner? Yes. Yes, we will. What is on the menu? Let me check this book and see what is currently cooking in the kitchen. Somewhere in this world, Argenaris <laughs> is uh, getting a nosebleed. It's true. Uh, so, let's see. We have shark meat, or we have suhugan. Which would you prefer? Um, you know, I can't really say that I've had either of... Well, actually, no, I've probably had shark meat. Probably. At some point. You know, I'll go with the shark meat. Excellent. It'll be free for you to pick from uh, when we have our dinner later. All right. It's all good to me. I'm happy. So until then... Um, and she motions for uh, one of the guards uh, who introduces himself as, uh, where is his name? Why did I write this down? Uh, Vyth. And uh, she motions for the guard uh, and says, take them to their chambers and then we shall, uh, we shall call you when it is time for the feast. And with that, uh, she looks at the rest of the members and says um if they and then she speaks in draconic towards them and they all just sort of nod and you see one of them grip their spear a little bit tighter uh and uh then with that they all stand and 
as she rises and then proceeds to exit the room in front of you until only Vyth is left. Uh, and they begin uh, to escort you out into the halls. And as you go, you realize that there that this place is incredibly winding. You're not exactly sure how, if it is hundreds of feet, if it's miles, you are underneath this mountain and it just seems to go. Um, there are sconces and areas of light that have been set up. Uh, some of which look like it is more of a naturally occurring gas that has been harnessed to turn into almost a pseudo lamplight. Uh, as most of these lizard folk do not have dark vision, so they are more uh, just relying on this dim, uh, this dim locale. But eventually, you do find your way uh, to a small set of room quarters, and you can see that there is. Uh, there are piles that have been set up of what looks to be reeds and grasses. Uh, and for the most part, it looks comfy, to say the least. And you can see that there are four spots that are actually set up. Uh, and with that, Vyth, uh will let you know that uh, you'll be outside the door if you are in needing of anything. And... Uh Thank you. It is none of the problems. And he kind of bows a little bit and then exits out, leaving the three of you in this small room. DM, can you remind me how the fanny pack works? Do I talk into it? And, so, it, and it gets to them. So with your fanny pack currently, it is more of a miniaturized bag of holding where eventually mm -hmm. you will be able to then uh basically using uh jill's help can then requisition head office for any kind of item that you would find on the mundane gear chart uh and then be able to purchase it or possibly pull it out from the fanny pack uh but as okay. it is right now it is currently just a storage device once you reach hordes person level two that is when it is connected to the rest of the actual uh horde area okay that's fine i'll send a messenger with the with the autograph later Okay. Um, yeah, I think Hish um, sits down. Um, he pointedly does not look at Albus or Ullman um, and sits down on one of the reed beds and takes out a little pocket knife and just starts cleaning out his nails. You know, I'm not looking forward to having to be a lizard for... I don't have to talk like this in this room. There's nobody outside the door. I, I was trying to think of a good excuse that maybe she would let me leave and send one, someone else back from the ship and I would just, you know, come back in an hour as me. Well, I'm sure you could turn back into your human form and then just lie and say that you are, you have developed a clever disguise for blending amongst humans, since lying seems to be a specialty of yours. That seems like a strange jab, but okay. I I don't really think they'd buy it. I'll probably just have to stay as a lizard for the night. 
but it's going to be annoying. Tried to help. Do, uh, to pick. Either of you want to look around? It's, are we? We're confined to the encampment, right? We're not allowed to leave the encampment. I cannot hear you. Because I was using the fancy mute button. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you are free to move around uh, and do as you wish, as long as it's obviously non-harmful, non-aggressive to the lizard folk while inside the encampment, but they would prefer that you stay overnight, or if you do plan on leaving, uh, they are going to be sending a small retainer with you. I actually do want to move around and ask a rep, uh, ask. Okay. Did either of you see one of the creatures that was uh, mounted in the meeting hall. I mean, there are a lot of things mounted in the uh, in crusta- the hall. Uh, crustacean with uh, little appendages coming out. Oh, of the uh, the tool. Yes, that was. I wasn't expecting that. I have not seen one of those in a long time, and I'm surprised to see them out here it is a little strange but perhaps it was closer to where their claimed ancestral home was which is it well wouldn't be this mountain when didn't they say the the mounts were all gifts right i i i, I still think that uh i would like to find out more about this particular gift. It's understandable. So if we have some downtime, that's what I want to do. I want to go around uh, asking some of the list folk if like any of them know about uh, the mounted jewel head and see if we can find out where it came from. Okay, make an investigation check. Natural 20. Okay. That is pretty good. Yeah, they are going to tell uh, you end up finding a lizard folk by the name of Ariet, uh, who will let you know that uh, this head was actually brought in by uh, by his grandfather back before uh, when they had the ancestral home. And they had areas that were much more plentiful in terms of hunting grounds. Uh, Off of the coast, about uh, a five-day swim, at least from Ariet's telling of it, there was a underwater, almost like a kingdom, uh, that they believed to be haunted. However, in order to prove his strength, uh, to the uh, to the ruling figures at the time, Ariet's great grandfather uh, went out and slayed one of these uh, haunted creatures that existed within the ruins and brought its body back to the ruling head at the time as a form of reverence. Um, and judging from the way 
that it is being described, you know that there is a small island that's actually off of the Sword Coast uh, that would almost correlate to that as well. Uh, just sort of like he wouldn't have had to then swim out, go underwater, do the thing, and then come back all in one go. He could have gone down, set up on the island for a little bit, and then continued back down into the water. Uh, but it was presented as a trophy uh, from a more superstitious lizard folk at the time. Uh, what do I want to know about this island? Um, <clears throat> this island, uh, from what you've heard, is that this island is home to... It's more of like a shipwreck refuge where occasionally when wrecks end up do going down near there most often the survivors don't end up uh they don't usually end up coming back or if they do there's just something very odd about them uh is hish are you and olman with albus while he's out and around asking or are you guys off doing separate things as well I was gonna talk to Hish in the room. Okay. Real and quick, Hish, so. Hish would not go along with Albus, so. Okay, that's totally fair. Uh, but yeah, so Albus, you know that that uh, that island is usually where, uh, if a shipwreck is going to occur near an island, for some reason, it just always seems to be that island in particular. And okay. knowing what you know about your own nature, there might be a reason as to why. Neat. Yep. Neat. Uh, so, <laughs> can I have recorded this conversation into my whisper, whisper jar? Oh, yeah. You can totally have recorded this conversation into your whisper jar. And then cool. as you re-listen to it later, you can possibly gain more information. This is just from your initial purview. Uh, but yeah, you find out as much information about the jewel head as you were able to gather. Nice. And then eventually I'll come back. Okay. Uh, so while Albus is out being escorted uh, by one of the lizard folk, uh, as Vryth is, he feels like he is in charge of guarding your room. So he is doing his best to just stay near the room. Uh, he seems like he gets a little distracted at times. Uh, I need to change eventually the autofocus on this camera because it bothers me. But uh, he seems a little distractible, but for the most part, he is still trying to maintain an air of business about it. But Hish, you and Ullman are both left in this room. Uh sits down on the next bed facing Hish just waits for a minute Hish does not look at you you know if you've got a problem with me you're gonna have to tell me or I can't fix it If I did have a problem with you, I don't know that you would be willing to speak plainly to me about it. 
Well, you can't know until you try. <clears throat> you lied to my face, woman. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. And I trust you. I trust you more than Albus. I trust you more than Jill Fayen. I trusted you more than I trusted uh, Oceanus. I'm sorry. It wasn't I... Albus. Or it wasn't um, an accident. What happened to the wizard? Yes, that is true. I lied about that. You know why I lied? I'm guessing because you're particularly close with Albus. Maybe some of it. I lied because I was scared. I was pretty sure that if I had told the truth at that moment, you would have gone to the guards and, well, Abbas may very well be dead right now. I don't, I have a hard time believing that anyone is just evil. So much so, I had, well, an interesting encounter. I'll tell you about it later. But I, what I have observed of Albus is a, a good man. And I think that with me by his side, supporting him, he could continue down that path as long as I believe in him and maybe can convince some others, but we've got to make an effort and we can't if he's dead. Sure, I see what you're saying, but Albus doesn't even know himself and hope uh, it's not a plan, Ullman. I know, but I was unfairly dismissed and I missed out on an entire life. I'm not gonna unfairly dismiss someone who barely has any memories. And during the time I've been with them, been a good person. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what happened in that lab, but I don't believe Albus intended anything to happen. And what if it was still his fault? Even if he didn't intend it, just because someone doesn't intend to be dangerous doesn't mean that they aren't. I... I don't know. Maybe a misplaced sense of idealism. 
I think that Albus knows about as much as we do in some ways. And yet I don't think he's being totally honest with me all of the time. And that's what frustrates me. Have you spoken to Oceanus about this? I have not gotten a chance to speak with him. Omen, I understand you want to see the best in people. And I understand that Albus has been... Sorry, I just saw Albus's name. <laughs> I understand that Albus... <clears throat> has been trying to do good since he's been with you. But that's only your experience, and you can't judge a person solely based on how they are with you. I would recommend you, Dr. Oceanus. And we may have a problem there. And my biggest problem right now, right now is that I don't know what kind of danger I'm in. So I can't decide what to do about it. Everything I go into, I understand what the danger is. And I can make an informed decision whether or not I want to take that on, whether or not I think it's likely I'll come out alive. Omen kind of like smiles a little bit. Have you ever seen me make an informed decision? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I understand where you're coming from. And I'm, I want you to know that I'm truly sorry for, for lying to you. I was, I was scared and I just wanted more time. I thought maybe if you had some time to, to think about it, and talk with Albus <clears throat> that you would come around to at least be watchful of him. Well, to be honest with you, that's sort of the default I've sort of the default that I've come to is just watching him because I don't have enough information to do anything else and I'm not convinced that I need to go to any guards yet. I'm on the same page. I I don't know how dangerous Albus is in total. He's grown a lot stronger since I've known him, but so have I. And I just think if I'm around doing some observing, I can also do some pushing. <clears throat> well, if he's going to talk to anybody with any kind of honesty, it's going to be you. I would hope. I overheard the, the tail end of your conversation with him uh, on the way here. Uh, I, I bought him those gloves to hopefully prevent that. Uh, 
as, as far as I'm aware, it's only skin-to-skin -skin contact. Well, hopefully that can be avoided. I appreciate you being honest and candid now, even if you were in the past. I understand that trust is something that takes a long time to be built and can be shattered in an instant. I only hope that I can only give you more reasons to trust me than to not. <clears throat> well, I'd like to return the favor. Because honestly, Omen, I'm, I'm scared too. I'm scared of what I don't know. And I'm scared that one day I'm not going to come home and my son will not have a father. I know that reality all too well. And I promise you I will do everything in my power to make sure that never happens. He locks eyes with you as he says that. Yeah, Hish holds your gaze for a moment and he kind of smiles. You make it very difficult to be mad at you. My wife hated that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see why. All right. Thank you. And I should, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I should tell you one more thing. If I see the need for it, I will kill Albus. I hope that if you ever have to come to that decision, It'll be a scenario in which I feel the same way. Let's hope. All right. And after you say, let's hope, that is when you hear the door to your room opening once again and in walks Albus, having successfully gained all of the information uh, through lore mongering. <clears throat> Is there anything that either of you want to do today, or are we just waiting until dinner? Hmm. We have some time, right? Yes, I suppose we do. I had a really wacky dream that I've been wanting to tell you guys about. <laughs> How wacky are we talking? Well, uh, if it wasn't a dream, extremely wacky. And if it was just a dream, creepy wacky. Go on. All right. Uh, Albus, I like pat the bed next to me. I sort of like set my whisper jar down and then what's this about? Okay, so last night, when I went to sleep, Ham took a little walk, which was interesting. I was fine with it. Uh, he apparently wanted to go cliff diving, 
because when I woke up, we were leaping off the cliff by the wizard's house. Well, about to. I, I kind of encouraged him. I didn't tell him no, but we made the dive and we got underwater and there was a rock and I smashed into it and I lost consciousness, which is strange because, well, I haven't really felt that as a, a dagger. Um, but when I woke up, I was on a beach. I was in my body, like omen, omen body. And there was this lady there wearing similar robes to Jill. And she had really pretty eyes and I told her that. And then I realized that she was probably Umberly. Oh, well, fuck. she asked, do you know who I am? And I was like, I'm kind of putting it together. Uh, and then she sent a big wave at me as she was explaining how she had overheard my questions to Jill, which were mostly along the lines of why does everybody hate this person? Uh, Cause I don't really understand the whole Pantheon. I never studied it. Uh, but yeah, she tried to make me bow and I, I wouldn't out of fear. And then she got really confused and told me that she didn't always want to be feared, but people stopped respecting her freely. So she had to start demanding their reverence, I suppose. Hmm. Did that answer your question? Because obviously she sounds lovely. I mean, she was pretty nice when she stopped being deifically scary. There were a lot of lights in danger. Anyway, uh, she told me to like leave and then I woke up back as, well, myself, the dagger and on ham and we were walking out of the ocean and then we went home. There's a few things that are very concerning about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, just a few? First off, why the hell would you go cliff jumping? I mean, Ham wanted to. He likes cliff jumping. That's your fault, Hish. Uh, don't try to blame that on me. I just showed you the cliff. Yeah, and he has the self-control of a literal three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well. You said you encouraged him, which I also find concerning. You don't encourage three-year-olds, Ullman. Well, to be fair, you didn't know there was a three-year-old you were encouraging at the time. As for this goddess, I mean, it certainly sounds like a thing that gods would do, bullying people into following them. Wait, do you follow her now? Is that uh, like official? I, I don't think Please so. There's Please no marks on my hand, and uh, well, I'm still not entirely unconvinced <laughs> it wasn't just a dream. My friend, I'm gonna go with probably not a dream. 
if you woke up on the beach. And I think it's safe to say that at the very least, she has her eye on you. And I do not know if that is a good or a bad thing for you. That was kind of my thought as well. I don't know where Jofain is, but you should probably seriously discuss this with her. Do not sign anything, though, if you talk to her. What? I will just avoid filling out forms that Jofain gives me in general. Unless you also tell me to fill them out, ish. I would not be the best um, resource for that, but sure. If I tell you to sign something, you could probably safely sign it. Well, no, listen, I, I feel like Jofane, her, her document drafting skill is great. I mean, and he'll pull out a contract. Like, I, it didn't seem like there was anything wrong with this contract. I, you got her draft for me. Yes, but the difference between, the difference here, uh, Albus, is that you read the contract. And I'm not convinced, no offense, Ullman, but correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not convinced Ullman would read anything that resembled a contract. I mean, I'd try to, but that is why I'm mostly refusing to sign contracts, is because I don't understand that. So I figure if you're also telling me it's an okay contract, that I'm probably safe. I just need two points of confirmation that it's a good contract. Listen. I'll read over anything she tries to make you sign. Her documency is great, but she is sneaky. She's a little sneaky. Not that I would know, not that she's made me sign anything. I was to start looking at his contract again and just like double check it to make sure that there wasn't anything (laughs) ambiguous. Any secret tell me your backstory clause? uh looking through it it seems clear cut uh make an insight check sixteen okay you see that there are a few spots uh that are a little ambiguous uh it would seem mostly in uh Mostly when dealing with things like uh, non-disclosure agreements about acquisitions, incorporated jobs, uh, things like uh, accidental death of co-workers uh, seems to be, uh, you see that there is a little bit more of a vagueness to that aspect of it than there is uh, on any other of the normal parts of the contract. Would all of this be in the in just the uh, quartermaster contract that I got her to draft for me? Because that's the one I was looking at. Oh, yeah. No, the quartermaster contract is fine. I thought you were meaning an Ack Inc. Uh, contract. The quartermaster one, uh, yeah, it seems, it seems fine. There doesn't actually seem to be anything extra in there. No clauses okay. asking you to spill your backstory in three large chunks. Well, 
this doesn't seem like an appropriate time to approach Hish with it, so I'm gonna put it away. Okay. All right, so, uh, yeah, the contract you then put away, and as you guys uh, kind of think more uh, about the prospect that Ullman has been contacted by a deity of some sorts, there actually is a, uh, the door just opens. There doesn't seem to be any knocking involved. Uh, and standing in the doorway is, uh, fuck, I forgot his name, uh, Vith, Vith. Uh, and he uh, says, the time for eating is the now. If you would all please doing the follows. <clears throat> I would love to do the follows. I am most famished. Excellent. My friend Olman, we have lizard folk delicacy on the menu. We have cooked suhugan so perfectly melts in your mouth. You're gonna love that, buddy. I certainly cannot wait for this. Oh, it is a good time. Uh, other friend, uh, what is, uh, Alibis? Yep. What, Close enough. What do you have any kind of food preference? Would you like shark or sohugan? Sohugan sounds cool. Excellent. Two serving sohugan this way. Uh, and uh, Vyth of motions for you guys to follow. And as you enter into, uh, as you are making your way, Hish, you were raising your hand for something? Yes. While we're sort of walking towards the, <clears throat> towards the food hall, um, Hish is probably thinking on what Ullman has just told him. Would this, would this be common like a common occurrence amongst sailors, especially those who have, um, or if not common, at least heard of amongst sailors who have like a cleric of Umberley or at least know of Umberley um, on the sea. Make a, make a religion check. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, so with your 14, Based on your time at sea, as well as just kind of generally being a sailor type and having experienced the Umberland, uh religion, you haven't really heard of things like this before. Like, Umberly is not one who typically will show up in dreams and say, oh, why don't you follow me and pose these questions. This seems very out of character for her. Uh, whereas other deities more closely aligned, like, Lathander, for example, he will often become a dreamlike visitor uh, on new followers, but this does not seem like it is a, a standard Umberly belief. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep that myself. Sounds good. Uh, so you guys arrive in, uh, in the food hall, and you see that Jill and Sariv are... N neither of them are actually there. Uh, and... They explain uh, that uh, Jill had described it as getting into a state uh, in terms of actually writing out the contract. And so her and, our, her and Sarev are getting their food actually brought to them uh, to eat while they are working on this 
what you're assuming to be a rather lengthy document as you've kind of been around here for a while. And as you are getting ready to sit down and, and eat with all of these lizard folk, you realize just how many lizard folk there are in this encampment. As you are looking around, make perception checks as you try and gauge a number. Five. Twenty-four. Twenty-three. The twenty-four and the twenty-three, you guys count between everybody uh, around about 130 lizard folk. And it seems like there is actually a rather large amount of them in this encampment. Uh, Albus, this is an entire lizard folk civilization. There must be, like, it's very diff. You have a hard time telling humans apart. Lizard folk is even more difficult to really tell them apart. If you got to talk to them, maybe, but right now it just looks like a wave of uh, wave of folk coming by. However, you guys do notice that there are about ten more individuals that don't seem to necessarily line up with the lizard folk uh, in general. And what you see is that they are uh, one is more bipedal. And you can see that it almost has like a goblinoid face. It has more of a flatter nose, pointier ears. But it is, uh, it has green skin, and it seems like it is wearing coral as armor of sorts. Uh, if you would like, you can make a history check. Uh, and then there is also uh, a natural 20. Natural 20, okay. Uh, so 26. Okay, so 26. Hish, you said you got a 10. I got an eight. <laughs> eight, okay. And Ullman? Fourteen or eighteen if I could use nature. Okay. I'll say you can use nature for this. Uh, so, Hish, you you haven't really... You've seen them, but you don't know a name to it. Uh, you know that, uh, especially after Oceanus had uh, kind of talked about these individuals, they seem to be more of a... Uh, Again, more of like an aquatic kind of hobgoblin. Uh, Albus, you and Ullman both recognize uh, that these are called Coalinth. Uh, and the other group of individuals, uh, Ullman, uh, you said you got an 18. So with your 18, this is some of the weirdest fish people shit you've seen in a long time. Like, you've heard of merfolk, you've you've recognized Coalinth, you've seen sea elves, you've recognized lizard folk, but this is just kind of mind-boggling for you. And you know their name, you've heard of their name before, mostly from stories, uh, but they are called the Loakath, or uh, Lokatha. And they look like if a fish body, instead of a, uh, a bottom tail, extended out into two flippy flap feet, and then they had more of a fish-like tail coming from the bottom of it. And there seemed to be so cute. about five of them. They all have these very soft-looking fishy bellies, uh, and they, uh, you see that they are eating their fair share of shark as well. Uh, and... The uh, Lokatha uh, lo and the Koalinth seem to be off in their own corner, kind of eating amongst themselves, whereas the rest of the lizard folk are kind of just enjoying themselves. 
uh, with this. Ullman, you and Albus both get a serving of what looks to be a... Uh, it's like a, a... It's like a grilled kind of meat. But it seems very... Uh, it seems very thin, I would want to say. Not necessarily very bulky in terms of meat mass. Uh, and you're not exactly sure what part of the Sahugan this came off of. Uh, but it looks tasty, and as you smell it, it actually does smell very expertly well made. Uh, and it seems like they have utilized a lot of the surrounding fauna, uh, to, or surrounding flora to actually help create a much nicer kind of taste for these things. But there is part of you that knows that you're eating a sentient creature, which is weird. Ham digs in. Ham totally, he's totally down for it. Albus is cool with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Albus, you are, you are all right with this. I would say, Albus, make a, roll a d20 for me. Two? Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and then, uh, Hish, you are eating your shark. Uh, and it's very, very well made to be honest. Like you're actually kind of impressed this, the lizard folk society, as far as you guys, uh, have been able to tell for the most part as general outsiders, you always considered them to be more of a very base tribalized people kind of making weapons out of bone and sticks and other things that they find. But being here, being in this place, their society and culture is actually incredibly rich. It seems like they actually have quite a bit of of um, culture to them, whereas previously you just kind of assumed, oh, it's another small group of lizard men. Hell yeah, this rules. How How is the food? Oh, it tastes delicious. As you're biting in, it's almost like... Olman, the the tastes that you get from ham, uh, as ham kind of crunches into this food, it's almost like a kind of like fried chicken. It's not necessarily breaded, but it is fried. Uh, and it is fried using this very rich oil. I like bump you on the side, Hish. You, you have to try some of this stuff. It's delicious. Okay, you know, I'll try it once. Okay. And Hish will, Hish will take a bite and offer some of the shark to uh, Olman as well. The shark is definitely, uh, it has a little bit more fatty content to it, makes it a little bit chewier. Uh, but honestly, the flavors that have been seeped into this meat make the, chew make the chewing part actually probably the most enjoyable aspect of eating this shark. Whereas for you, Hish, as you bite in, it's this very nice crispy crunch. And again, it is actually quite delicious. You know... That is better than I thought, but still very mentally disturbing. I don't have to think about it too much. That's, I'm glad <laughs> that you don't. I will think about it enough for the both of us. 
can someone teach me how to make this shark taste so good? Hish is like looking around. Uh, and you see that there is uh, there is a, a lizard folk who is the one who is actually currently kind of doling out the food. But you can see that he is wearing a uh, novelty gym dark magic uh, apron over it that says kiss the wizard and uh as you say who who made this i want to learn how to make this uh the lizard folk will actually uh raise their hand uh as you show appreciation to them and make a persuasion check that is a 19 plus five is no wait three sorry Okay, yeah, no, the, the chef is totally down uh, to teach you the, uh, the secrets of their, of their food ways. Uh, and you actually rolled high enough that when you guys end up going back to the ship, you will actually be taking some of the, uh, some of the oil that the lizard men had uh, as sort of a, a peace offering upon you. So you can add uh, one cask of heavily flavored oil delicious oh so thrilled about this um i think after that while hish is eating um i think at some point he's gonna kind of look around to whoever is nearby him and kind of ask like very loudly so how do we feel about um viari from ak inc and you see some of them kind of anybody have an opinion about some of them kind of look around and just they speak to each like one of them says like Viari, Viari. And then like, oh okay, point of recognition, like says the name in Draconic to uh to another lizard man, and then that lizard man like Oh, okay. And like some of them most of them are all just they start cheering, they start clapping, they seem to like Viari as well, and then others seem more dismissive of it. There's no way that he could ever pale in comparison to Jim Dark Magic, clearly. Um, I think Hish uh, goes around to those who were like a little more enthusiastic and tells them the story of taking uh, Viari's cloak from him <laughs> and like shows them the pockets and the tag and things they they are losing their goddamn lizard brains right now like seeing viari's cloak <laughs> up in person you see one of them like grabs the side of their face and just ah, like does the happy lizard mouth agape uh and the other just like you see just like puts a hand onto the table and just starts breathing very heavily and then eventually their head just sort of drops onto the table uh they seem to have passed out from just hyperventilation seeing this oh no <laughs> that's okay he's just like reveling in this just letting like them touch it and telling the story and watching them pass out <laughs> thank you nefarious obituary for all them bits thank you um so yeah uh you are you are having a wonderful time just kind of showing this cape and and recanting your tale and more and more lizard men are actually coming up to hear the tale uh and at one point 
uh, towards the end of the meal, as you guys are all talking about your acting, you see that the uh, Lokatha and the Koalinth, uh, as they finish, the Koalinth do not seem impressed with any of this, as you would expect from sea goblins. Uh, and they end up uh, kind of very courteously returning their plates, taking the plates from the Lokatha, seeing as the Lokatha have more, like, flipper hands so doing this whole thing was very difficult for them to begin with uh and they uh and then the two groups of them uh end up leaving or at least for the most part there still seem to be uh there's one lokatha that is left uh and they seem to be waiting kind of expectantly uh at the back of this feast hall and that is when uh one of the shamans uh, ends up coming into the chamber uh, and speaks out in uh, draconic to the rest of the uh, to the rest of the residents within this feast hall. And you can see that a lot of them just start clapping and they look like they're getting very excited looks on their faces and you can hear them starting to say dark magic, dark magic, dark magic. And they seem to kind of just be growing in that chant. Uh, and one of the lizard folk leans in. Uh, and says, Our queen was lucky enough to stumble upon a gem that when touched will replay one of Dark Magic's greatest performances. Sure. Would you like to stay for the performance? If yeah, not, I got nothing to do. You all were reason not to. Sure. Okay. Uh, so... The side, most of the things are moved away on the side wall, uh, on the left-hand side wall of this feast chamber, and you see that the shaman places this rather large-looking gem onto the onto the ground, uh, and then with two very distinguished uh, taps the side of the glass dome, and as it does, uh, you see that there are lizard folk currently dimming the lights around it. Uh, and you see that this this illusion must have been recorded 30 years ago. Jim looks slimmer. There's less gray in his slicked hair. Uh, his teeth seem just as messed up as they were as they have ever been. Uh, and he looks like he's wearing a older styled costume, the new one that he has, uh, as much as it is purple cloaks, skull necklaces. He has adopted more of a leather aesthetic to his current look, whereas previously it was much more a free-flowing wizard garb. And the entire performance you see as it's being displayed up onto the wall is uh, a blank stage. And then you see spotlights come down and begin to circle around the stage. And then in a poof of purple smoke, you see floating very, very gently off the ground, never touching it directly, uh, in an explosion of doves and pomp, none other than Jim Dark Magic. And he reaches into side holsters that he has and pulls out two wands and just begins firing them off into the space above the crowds. And as it does, you see that he is in the midst of performing a very, to be honest, a, a slightly lackluster stage magic performance. But the lizard folk here all seem so wrapped up 
in the presentation of it as well as how Jim uh, leads people into believing very heavy air quotes uh, that he might not make it out of this next dangerous trap he set himself into or that, oh no, the the saw that he was using to cut his assistant in half actually worked and now his assistant is lying in two parts, but stage magic. Uh, and then as the performance finishes and you see that uh, Jim actually gets picked up by a uh, monster manual would describe it as a swarm of doves, uh, lifts him up into the air and actually flies him around the audience, Circus Olay style. And as it's doing, you just hear chanting uh, from Jim as he exclaims it, as well as all of the lizard men, have a magical day! And they all continue to clap and they seem very enthralled by this. Uh, and after that, uh, you see the lights steadily turn back on uh, and all of the lizard folk are just, they. this is the greatest day ever. Not only do they have members of Acquisitions Incorporated with them, but they got to see their favorite performance by Jim via Hollow Gem. Hish is thrilled. Hish is uh, like cheering along. Like he doesn't know anything about it, but he's just so excited that everyone else is so excited. I think he's just kind of like cheering along with everyone. Oh, yeah. And you can definitely see, like, there are uh, some smaller lizard folk uh, oft described as hatchlings that are actually sitting between the legs of their parents, eyes wide, just kind of like holding their hands up to their chests, being filled with such uh, with such wonder uh, that Jim Dark Magic is able to provide to them. Uh, and uh you even see one of them, like one of them was very excited for the have a magical day part. That seems to be his favorite portion of uh, Jim's performance. And as the lights come back up and the hollow gem comes down and you guys are then standing in the uh, standing in the feast room, that is where we are going to go to our break for the evening. So I would like to say Thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to Nefarious Obituary again for all them biddies. That was really cool to see. Uh, thank you to Clever Jester for the follow. A dollar is being donated to the Tiny Changes organization in your name. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch. Pick yourself up something nice. And until then, we will see you guys after the break. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Um, and we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We timed it perfectly with the end of the song, so that works even better. We are uh, just getting done with a feast. You guys have watched a Hollow Gem performance of Jim Dark Magic's uh, one of his, as they described it, one of his best performances, but I mean, it seemed more like general stage magic than much of anything else. Uh, but, uh, all of the plates are kind of cleared out and taken from you. Hish, you are going to be then going and learning the secret ways of how to make Sahugan taste like fried chicken, uh, leaving... I would like to join them. Okay, make a persuasion roll as well. 
Oz, the chef may not be willing to share his secrets with so many people. I I go up to him and I'm like, so uh, I'm our, our ship's cook, and that was maybe some of the best sahuagan I have ever had in my entire life. And my mother makes some mean sahuagan. I, I gotta know what you put in that, man. Make a deception check? 25? And he just looks you up and down. Better than your mother's. Okay. Both of you come back. Uh, and so he takes uh, Hish and Ullman into the back with him. Uh... Albus leaving you just alone with all of these lizard folk, uh, as well as the lone uh, uh, Lorcatha, which seemed to, uh, or Lokatha, which had just been uh, there kind of to watch the Jim Dark Magic performance. And then you see them beginning to uh, flip flop waddle their way away. Uh, if, if there's an opportunity to, I would like to uh, talk to the Lorcatha and the Koalith. Okay. And just like small talk, like where do you hail from? Where's sure? What, what's life like? What brought you here? Make a persuasion check. Cool. I get advantage on those. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, yeah, they seem very receptive to you, kind of coming up. They seem a little guarded at first, mostly because again. This place has been attacked recently by people who look similar to you. But as they as they talk to you and kind of get to know you a little bit more, they actually... You guys kind of come to an understanding. Uh, yay. You get the sense as you're talking to them that a lot of the issues that they are describing uh, are also issues from the uh, Sahugan population that has grown in the old uh, lizard folk area. Uh, they seem to have had a pretty self-standing alliance with the lizard folk before then. Like, there weren't really any means to, like, okay, don't attack us. We don't, like, don't fuck with us. We won't fuck with you. Occasionally we'll trade. But now that there is an invasive, invasive sp uh, force that has overtaken that area... They are more keen on helping the lizard folk come back. Uh, and the Lokatha, uh, they seem like they just have a, also just kind of a deep-seated hatred of the Sahugan. They see them as a coastal menace. Uh, the Lokatha are also more of a freshwater variety. They do come out and, and engage with the seafaring folk. Uh, but for the most part, they try and stay uh, more up rivers. But the issue with that is, is that, again, the Sahugan use all waterways. They have no preference one way or the other. So they've just kind of been kicking sand in everyone's eyes as they run down the beach. Uh, so all of these forces have kind of geared together. And what you gather as well, uh, as you... As you had overheard that Oceanus had a uh, he had a deep seated hatred of the uh, of the Sahugan, you realize that the Coalinth and the Sea Elves do not work together. There is an age old feud 
that is between those two groups and that is why you feel you're pretty confident you don't see any sea elves around here uh it seems like they just might not have been invited uh as generally these lizard folk don't live near the sea elves so they've never really had a problem with them before uh, but they do live close to the Coalent, so it made sense to the lizard folk to then reach out to them for help instead. Okay. When you stay at this uh, for most of the evening, uh, and then that is when Hish and Ullman end up coming out. Uh, you guys were requisitioned to kind of help out with the overall dishes, but, well... Most lizard people were pretty good about clear, uh, clearing their plates, so it didn't take long for you to actually get started on learning more about the actual chef's process of things. Uh, so again, you are going to be returning back to your ship with a cask of flavored oil, uh, and you've all done very well into making these lizard folk understand and, and believe uh, wholeheartedly that you are all non-threats, uh, that you are just trying to work things out uh, and as it is getting later towards the evening at least for you can feel yourselves getting tired uh, that is eventually when uh, Jill comes back out grabs some food again and she says we've almost got it just need I'll see you in the morning Okay. Want to make have sure. Have fun. It's been... Have fun with your... He is... politically minded. And not... Well, lizard folk politically minded. But, like, actually, he... They've collected books about inter-realm politics. This alliance that they have here is actually very well thought out but well still needs a documenter so midnight oil all of that um be, uh, careful of ink stains and as you say that you realize that Jill does have quite a few ink stains that are on her face and just Yes, uh, right. Kind of like goes to wipe her nose a little bit and you just see more of it get smudged on. Uh, her makeup looks flawless, but there is just so much extra ink on there that it's like, um... okay. Ish takes a handkerchief out of one of the many pockets in Viari's cloak and um, sort of just places it in her hand. Just, is, just do your best. You see what happens whenever you miss Kylan? You, you get ink smudges <laughs> all over your face. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, and Jill just nods in agreement uh, and just uh, thank you, Ish. Um, well, uh, do they have a setup somewhere to sleep? I'll be fine. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow and she then uh, just seems to head back with a small plate of food that she's just kind of idly eating as she makes her way back um, 
And she doesn't seem to actually be being led by any lizard folk. She doesn't have a retainer around her either. Does she have her gloves off? Uh she has uh at this point she would have put her uh she would have kept her gloves on seeing no reason as to take them off so thankfully no ink on her hands but it has just gotten onto her face there's a little bit on her cloak you can see that there is a small ink blotch that has gotten onto her ac ink badge uh but she doesn't seem to notice or particularly care uh and the three of you are then uh, brought back to your resting quarters. And uh, Vyth says uh, that he is going to be taking his leave. They have somebody else uh, that is going to be watching over you while you rest in case you need anything. His name is Garut. Uh, and uh, that if you three need anything, just let them know and they will do their best to provide all right then do you guys have anything you would like to do before taking a long rest negator okay i don't think so nope so yeah you guys enter into a long rest uh without any real problem i think the, if anything the only person who might have difficulty falling asleep that night would be hish uh, knowing that you were sleeping in the same room as Albus. Um, but, I mean, you're, you got that dad energy. You can, you can kind of pull through on this. Uh, and... Pulls his hat down, <laughs> leans up against the wall, takes a nap. Mm -hmm. uh, take the middle bed so you can be at least as far away if you were in bed. Aww. Ullman is the small sleeping child between the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Hish, you see, uh, as, as Omen, like, lays down in bed, he, like, slowly loses kind of his rigid form and just slurps up into a, a little blue ooze. And, like, the dagger and most of my stuff is just kind of floating inside. Hish rolls over. <laughs> Tish, uh, <laughs> make a perception check. You and Alvis both. Okay. Uh, 15 plus 5, 20. 19. Okay, so the 19 and 20, you see that as Ullman falls asleep uh, on the dagger that he has, the very simple uh, hunting dagger, there are marks that you haven't necessarily seen on the dagger itself before. Uh, but Albus, you've seen these marks before. Uh, these are the same kind of markings that are actually on the back of Jilfayan's hand. Is there, is there anything else I know about these marks? Uh, from what Jill has told you, this seems like a mark of Umberly. Mind link to the dagger. Omen. What? Ah, uh, I think you need to see this. 
and I'm going to project the image of the markings uh, it, into his brain hole. Oh, that's, that's new. Uh, what does it mean? Based off of what Jill's told me, it's, uh, it's a mark of a goddess. Oh. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll sleep on that tonight. Alwyn. Yes? Do you... What are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? I don't know what to think. I didn't agree to anything. As far as I know, I said that I respected her because the sea deserves respect because it's dangerous. You have to be smart on the sea. You have to be wary of storms. Like if you die on the sea, most of the time, it's your fault. And sometimes, well, it's a particularly rough storm, but there's no way you could have foreseen that. That's just how nature works. But she said to spread that perspective. And I said, sure, because I think that's unfair if people are, are perceiving her wrong. But there was no, I'll give you power. I feel no connection to her. So honestly, I, until I'm spoken to again, I'm going to continue to assume I'm a free agent. And if I'm spoken to again, at least I'll have more information, can make more informed decisions. Would you like my opinion? Very much so. I don't remember much. But every time I hear Jill or you or anybody talk about these gods, I there's just a welling sense of dread and anger. And I think fear. They're not, I don't think they're good news. I, if I am in a servant position, <clears throat> To Umberly. I will do my damnedest to get out of that. I, I refuse to be treated as anything but equal. If they want to be my friend, they get the benefit that comes with that. 
but there are no strings attached. Is that what you want? Just to have power? It's not about power. I didn't do this for power. I did this because I respect other beings and want to assume the best in them. What's that have to do with the god? I don't know. I just asked some questions and then I had a crazy vision and I just kind of had to flounder. I was just curious about religion. I should never even have stuck my nose in it. I just never learned anything about it. Indoor, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, reading with my time with Kellen, uh, rest his soul. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Would I know uh, in in this world if the gods created the things that they have dominion over or if they just assumed that mantle? Like, is Umberly the sea because she created the sea or is she the sea because she said that she was the sea? She is the sea because people put their faith into a thing. Uh, so much so that during the creation of the uh, creation of the gods, uh, that she was given the sea as her domain, and has done her best to to keep that claim hers. I know you, you, you Jill. Even his, you all respect the sea. But from what I know, the sea was here long before Umberly. It'll be here long after. I don't think she's something to put faith in. That's not what I... It's not faith. I just offered respect, which is something that I, well, give most people. But I respect you a lot as well. And you have an extra title compared to Umberly, which is my friend, which means that I would do almost anything for you if you were to ask. And, well, maybe sometimes offer some of an explanation. And in return, all I ask is that when I need your help, you'll be there for me. Of course. Hish, you have been watching Albus just stare 
at the dagger inside of the floating blob. Uh, and you also see that inside of the blob is this very fancy looking helmet. There is also the pouch that had the monies in it that you guys have yet to count. Um, <laughs> would I, with my 20 perception, would I be able to deduce that Ullman and, uh, or, yeah, Ullman and uh, Albus are talking? Yeah, you've you've been on the receiving end of this multiple times just earlier today uh and at this point after the uh after the several weeks that you guys have kind of gotten to know each other or 10 day and a half if you will sorry at greenwood uh that you've gotten uh to at least know when albus is doing his mind link and you see him looking intently at the dagger um yeah Hish kind of leans over towards Albus across from um, Ullman and, or I guess Ham, and uh, says, I, <clears throat> I don't mean to interrupt your conversation, but um, I'm, I don't know if you see it too, but I think there's some unfamiliar marks on the dagger that is Oh, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. May I ask what they are? Are, are they new or am I just... Uh, they're definitely new. Uh, sparkings of a goddess. Hish, you can uh, make a religion <laughs> check if you would like. Woman's uh, form starts to wobble and like reforms he sits up. Well, if we're all just going to talk out loud... This was going to be a mind link as well. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Hish, you can make a religion check if you would like. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There's only one goddess that's come up pretty recently. It's true. That's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, you recognize this mark. You've seen it actually glow <laughs> from, like, inside of Jill's gloved hand on multiple occasions. You're pretty sure this is the mark of Umberly. And I'm, I'm sure I've seen it on, like, other ships and stuff. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, great. That's, um... That's the Bitch Queen's mark, isn't it? Are you responding telepathically, or are you saying that out loud? If if you were talking to me telepathically, he would be um, thinking it. Yep. It is. And I think this is unintentionally out loud, but Hish turns to Omen and says, what the fuck did you agree to? Uh... Actually, instead of, like, becoming full form again, Stephen, can I try to, like, push at the edges of my mind out towards one of them? In the same way I kind of push out towards Ham? 
I'm sorry, what? You're, you're muted. Is this, uh, is this part of your recent developments? Like using abilities to do so? No, no. Okay. Uh, just, just in the uh, way that I like talk to him. So mentally. Uh, you can definitely respond to Albus whenever you're mind linked. But can you mind link multiple people? I can mo I can talk to one person at a time, and they. But can it's respond. not like we're all in a big Skype call together. Yeah. No. No. This is uh, Alvis has two IM screens open, and he's going between each of them. He's just copy pasting from one <laughs> side to the other. And I'm 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 trying to project out in the same way that I do to Ham's mind. Okay, so you're trying to telepathically talk to Hitch. To to, to make the the like other end of the connection into a triple Skype call. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna say, uh, make... yes, but you can only do it before for forty five minutes before you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make a after forty five minutes, Albus just gets a migraine and stops. <laughs> make a make a wisdom check. It's a general wisdom. <laughs> Eleven. You try really hard, but if anything, you just start hearing mm, as Ham, as the uh, as his globule form just kind of begins to like stretch out, more looking like a like a weird like Olman's face is growing from it with tiny hands, just being like, mm, no, want to sleep. Okay, fine. Uh, a like mouth in a like not obvious place it's just orbs <laughs> yeah just uh -oh. on this sphere uh -oh. a tiny little mouth appears uh. hello hi so, uh yeah i'm sorry uh nothing as far as i know in my own terms nothing in how... Not to sign anything. I didn't sign anything. You that make was... a, a verbal. I don't know. Did you did you compliment her in some way? You have to be really careful. I mean, I did say I I, I complimented how beautiful her her eyes were. Okay. Uh, and then she asked for my respect, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fear you, but I you like." Dumb. <laughs> I respect the ocean, but then recent development, nobody owns the ocean. That's not so, what she... Omen. What? If she... Look, as I said, if she contacts me again and is like, here's some formal terms, then I'll be like, excuse me, hold the phone. I don't even know what that might be, but they need Omen. to hold it. Hold oh, the sending stone. The moment you said you respected her in any kind of capacity, you kind of became her hoe. So, like, now you're a part of that. No, no. Until she contacts me again, I'm assuming nothing about a contract. And if there is one, I will set some divine terms in which I you am not underneath of her. 
on your dagger. Maybe that's completely irrelevant. You are not that big of an idiot. You have to you have to try sometimes, all right? To be an idiot? No, think of any other explanation. You you need to talk to Jill. Greed. I will as soon as we are out of here and I can talk to them. Maybe like away from the beach a bit. Right. Maybe back at the office. The office is right next to the beach, isn't it? It's on top of a hill. I just mean maybe we'll stop halfway on our journey back and we'll have a talk and then we'll come meet you guys. I just want to be some distance from the ocean. I've, I've we, already shared we, my opinion with we you. We can't do anything now. I don't even know what to say. So we just I'm... gotta... Look, I have a habit of getting myself in bad situations if you haven't noticed. You two. And he points to um, Omen and then Albus. And then he goes, you three. And he points to Ham. You're going to give me a heart attack. If I drop dead, it's because you all gave me a heart attack. And he slumps down in his bed and he rolls over. I am but fate's fool. As the little side mouth just recedes back into the gelatinous form. And he just rolls back over and get the helmet and the money out of you. Put it in the bag. And he holds out his fanny pack. That's what it's here for. Both like florp out. Yeah. He puts it in. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you guys uh, then spend the rest of your evening without any major issue, uh, just kind of thinking more about the fact that this thing has shown itself uh, unto Ullman. And uh, your night goes by otherwise uneventfully. You gain all of the benefits of a long rest, and because we leveled at the end of last week's session, you guys now gain all of the benefits of level four. Uh, which is fantastic. Uh, so the next morning arrives. Uh, you guys are once more brought in front of Vyth. Uh, and, or sorry, Vyth presents you in front of Lady Othokent, uh, who is actually standing with these other council members. It seems like there is a Lokatha, there is a Koalinth, um, and they inform you that there is uh, that the merfolk are also part of their alliance, uh, but because they are tied to being directly in the water, seeing as how you guys are currently on land, it's a little difficult to get them out. Um, but the lady uh, ends up letting you all know um, it would appear that uh, 
your friend Jilfeyan has worked together something with, uh, well, with Sariv. Uh, they worked tirelessly throughout the night. So I hope that uh, we all can come to an agreement, us here at the base of Dunwater and all of your friends over in Saltmarsh. Um, I am going to be sending two pe uh, two of my people with you. I am going to be sending uh, Vaif, who you have met, uh, as well as uh, Garurt, who you have also met. Uh, based off of what I have heard, you have all been upstanding do throughout your stay here, which gives me hope for the people of Saltmarsh. So with that, Jilfeim, uh, uh, you will deliver this contract to the people of Saltmarsh, and we shall see about possibly either forming an alliance or at least some kind of peace agreement. So that way, you all know that we are not trying to kill you, and maybe if your town still has all of our weapons, we can at least resupply our people. Uh, but with that, uh, our our chef has uh, made a special request to send you all off with a cask of oil and uh, I thank you all and I look greatly forward to the autographed uh, Jim Dark Magic picture and as she says that again the rest of the council even the one Lokatha that's there also gets in on it just dark magic dark magic dark magic dark magic but his is more like dark magic dark magic dark magic dark magic uh, as it seems like his fishy face is a little bit more jowly than you might expect it to be otherwise. And uh, with that, you are all able to freely leave uh, from the uh, from the base. And joining you, carrying this large cask, are actually the two lizard men. And Olmen, as you are traveling through the woods, uh, you notice... Uh, there just really isn't a very good time to kind of pull Jill back. And like the one time that you thought about asking her, you guys actually got ambushed by uh, by some kind of lower tier zombie skeletons. Jill was able to cast Turn Undead. They ended up leaving you alone. And it seemed more like she was needed. Uh, she was more needed to prevent the undead from attacking you than it would. It's just easier uh, if Kylan is here to have that conversation. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and as you guys get back uh, out to the shore, uh, you end up flagging uh, flagging your ship that is uh, relatively far away, but you've managed to uh, establish a system beforehand to kind of get their attention. And hopping back onto your rowboat uh, takes maybe about uh, it takes maybe about 45 minutes, closer to an hour, to actually get back onto your ship. And uh, as you look around, uh, you realize that Oceanus is not there. Uh, as you had previously established that you were going to help sail all of the way out here to kind of cut down his travel time uh, to return home. Uh, but he's still your secretarian. There's still work to be done at the home base so you're assuming that he will come back at least shortly 
Uh, and that's kind of the understanding that your crew ends up giving you as well. Uh, in that in the time uh, since Oceanus left, they have just been doing their best to maintain the ship where it was. Uh, seeing as Hish, you are the helmsman, and Albus is the navigator, and Jill uh, is more of a first mate material. They all just they just maintained the ship. They didn't necessarily know what else to do with it besides that. But a lot of you end up getting back on and making your way back to Saltmarsh with your two new Lizardmen companions. Uh, and the your hirelings, your uh, Akank hirelings, let you know uh, that they have seen... They didn't know if you guys were going to be coming back at all. If anything, they were just going to wait for Oceanus to come back. And if by the time he returned, you all hadn't, casualties on the job are not uncommon. And uh, so they are all very grateful that they do not have to relearn any of the crew members' names uh, as you guys have made your way back. And it takes most of the day uh, to actually get back to Saltmarsh. The winds aren't necessarily in your favor going this direction, uh, but you manage to make the most of it. And it is about early evening uh, by the time that you guys actually get close to town. And as you're uh, approaching uh, when you're about four miles away from the actual town proper you see the house uh, that is currently being renovated uh, to become the new Ack Inc. headquarters and it looks like it is nearing completion uh, you can see that there are uh, there are some goblinoids uh, just small green-skinned individuals that seem to be working tirelessly trying to get this uh, as to get this done as quickly as possible and that is when you arrive in Saltmarsh uh, later on. And as you do, um, the uh, the dock workers don't really seem to pay much attention to you until the two lizard men uh, end up getting off of your boat. Uh, and they just sort of look confused at the... Oh, three lizard men uh, as Ullman uh, is maintained his lizard person form slash has had to this entire time <laughs> i gotta stick with the bluff right i made a choice i gotta stick with it <laughs> commit to the bit uh so yeah you guys end up reaching uh returning to town uh and jill with this large contract points to the nearest dock worker and says council she looks clearly very tired just council where are they located and dock worker's like uh he points up the hill and she just looks at the other two lizard folk just come on we're going to see some people about a contract and she just like very drowsily walks off with them acting as an intermediary in case anybody has any further questions for them and as the three of you are then uh, on the ship and the other hirelings uh, are making sure that your ship is tied down, that it's not going to go anywhere, uh, that is when uh, a green-robed individual with very bright red hair uh, ends up uh, kind of coming out onto the docks and just, it's not bad, not bad. Uh, Elvis... Uh, boss, I'd like to have a word with you. 
I would like to cast Detect Thoughts. Sure. Someone's in trouble. Can I also obviate him? Yes, you can. Uh, sure, do you know what this is about? Uh, and uh, Detect Magics, there's no save DC. You can just kind of get the surface thoughts and feelings, correct? Mm. Um... As he says, um, I haven't the slightest. Uh, you kind of get a feeling coming back from him uh, of a more of a how come everyone gets to spend alone time with Omen except for me? This is dumb. <laughs> it seems more lonely, if anything. Okay. And there is also a follow up of. What, what the hell is he doing? And like, you just see Viari's eyes kind of like switch over to Ullman, who is just staring him down off the side of the ship and then looks back towards you. Uh, yeah. Uh, by all means. Uh, you know where it is? Um, apparently it had something to do with uh, your green skin elf friend. And then the surface thoughts that you uh, again get is HR violation this early into his internship? It'll never last. All right. Okay. Uh, and then uh, as you set off and begin heading up towards uh heading up towards the ack inc base uh olman what are you and hish doing uh olman also what was your uh what was your obviator score it was 13 i keep getting closer to that 15 but not quite getting there <laughs> all right and hish what are you doing i think I think Hish is just sort of standing like on the edge of the deck and looking down towards Viari and kind of like leaning and just looking him down. And with that, uh, after Albus has kind of left, Viari looks up at you and he just raises an eyebrow and you see him give kind of a, a brief half smile. And then he turns on his heel and just begins walking Right before up. he turns, Hish pops the collar of the cloak. And that half smile just turns to a half frown. Very quickly. Just, mm. Then he begins walking away. But yeah, Hish is going to, um, after getting the ship all settled into the dock, um, <clears throat> Hish is going to go back to I do want to catch Hish. Uh, once I get a chance to change back to my own form, uh, only catch something. So, uh, how much platinum was in there anyway? Oh shit! I didn't even think to look. And he kind of uh, pulls it out of the fanny pack and looks inside. As we you should, we should see if we can put it towards your sword. Ooh. Yeah, as you. Uh... In the captain's quarters, there is a table. There are actually several tables that are just generally around on your ship. And taking some time to count it out, you count 325 platinum pieces. I'm sorry, what? 325 platinum pieces. 
Rich or rich? We're stupid rich. Holy shit. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with this. Um, oh my god. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, DM, how much platinum would I need to cover the the cost of the sword? Uh, the remaining cost was. You guys had already paid off what a thousand of it. I, I believe so. I do believe that you guys had paid off a thousand, so you would know that you would need a hundred and fifty of these uh, platinum pieces to be able to cover the cost of your item. Hish doesn't know that we no. Yeah, we need the we money. Hish. Hish, you believe that you would need two hundred and fifty of these platinum pieces in order to cover your sword. I mean, I could. We would still have a hundred platinum left over after I bought the sword, but okay, I don't want to rush in, into anything too quickly. Ullman, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lockbox in the captain's quarters. Put the platinum in there and lock it up. And make sure nobody sees you do it. We, we can see if the, the helmet is worth trading as well. I mean, I technically, well, I tried to snatch it. I was you could also just my it. loot and then he kind of pulls it out. Well, I think it would look rather good on you, and he sort of pulls it out and uh, hands it to you. Yeah, it is. It is quite beautiful. Uh, it's a very nice silvered color that seems to have a lot of maritime themes around the sides. I well, I do think I would look great in this. I know I would pull it off. Uh, I prefer to be a little lighter on my feet than a heavy helmet allows for. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'll hang on to it then. Maybe, um, Sendros, maybe she can uh, tell me about it. It's valuable enough. Maybe it'll be tradable Ooh. for your sword. I didn't think about that. That's a great idea. All right. Here's the key. And he hands you um, a little silver key. <clears throat> if you could do that for me, that would be amazing. Whew, 300, 350 platinum moment. 25. 325 platinum. Just wanting to let you... 325. 325. Because <laughs> an extra 25 platinum is quite a bit of gold. Okay. Thank you for correcting me because I was going to put 350 yeah. in there. 325. Okay. Um, I have to go see a man about, a, about an autograph. Was there uh, anything else you needed to... No. Talk to? But I'd, I'd love to go to the shop with you when you go. So just grab me. I'll be at the ship here. That's good. Okay. So, uh, Albus, you find yourself making a very long, solitary walk up to the instant headquarters uh, that Omen had summoned uh, not several days ago. And as you open up the door and look inside you can see that omen has once again changed his desk uh the location of it it seems like he actually has it in a small room now uh on the second floor inside of this fortress that has a window that is currently actually facing out onto the ocean 
and as you uh, go up to his door, you bring your hand up to knock, and then you actually go to properly knock, and before your hand knuckles even hit the door, you hear it, come in. Open door, walk in. And Omen is, he has stacks of papers next to him. Detect thoughts. He, okay. So yeah, you cast Detect Thoughts. And he says, I'll be just a moment. Continues scribing. And then eventually sets his quill down. And stands up, hands behind his back. And uh, he turns away from you. And he's actually looking out at the ocean. And the thoughts that you are getting from him is more of a how am i going to word this and he says albus you've been a member of acquisitions incorporated in good standing for less than a 10 day do you and oceanus have any history that i should know about I'm not picking up any, any subtext to that. There doesn't seem to be any animosity. It's generalized curiosity. Not personally. Because Jim received a very worried status update, I would say, from a member of this branch regarding you, specifically. Uh, said something about a... Uh, yeah. What is it called? Abolith. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that is. I've asked Jim. He doesn't really know what it is. We asked Viari. We should have known better than to ask Viari. He also didn't know what it was. So I'd like to hear from you, first and foremost. Because we've heard some of... Oceanus's side of this story so I would as your employer I would like to at least strike a fair balance between my employees I'm going to give the most dry college professor lecture on what an apolith is and you see that as you begin uh, to say this omen just sort of nods and then after a little bit he actually sits down and begins taking notes. Uh, and he seems actually more engaged now that it has gone to a more studious manner. Uh, and afterward, he looks at it. Uh, and the how long does Detect Thoughts last? One minute. Okay. Uh, and he eventually sets his quill down and says... So what you're telling me is that creatures, well, first off, do you confirm Oceanus's claim that you are one Detect of these things? Thoughts. He seems, again, genuinely curious. There doesn't seem to be any animosity. I would like to pry deeper. Okay. And that does require a save. Okay, 
what kind of save? A wisdom save. Alrighty. Seems pretty good for a cleric. So let me roll that. God fucking damn it, Omen. Uh, at the 13, even with his plus 7. Or no, sorry, at 12. That just succeeds. The spell ends, uh, and uh, he knows that I am probing into his mind. If he wants to, uh, he can use his action to make an intelligence check. Uh, oh, never mind. Never mind. That's okay. only if he if he fails. Okay. Cool. He squints his eyes at you, and he just says, "You're new here, so I'm gonna let it slide. But if you ever do anything like that to me again, I'm going to have Jim push you off the airship." I'm being reasonable here, Albus. I'm I'm trying to find out the best way to alleviate the tension that we have currently found ourselves in the middle of. So I have been honest with you. So I would appreciate a little bit of honesty from you. Now, again, do you confirm Oceanus's claim that you are this creature that you have an extensive knowledge over, a curious amount of knowledge about? Uh, as I shared, uh, the, these creatures do have a quite vast ability to detect other people's thoughts. And uh, what you just experienced was something that I very recently was able to learn how to do again. Uh, yes, I confirm. And Omen just closes his eyes, nods, makes another mark on his note sheet, sets his pen down again. Now, I have a question for you specifically. Are you still in contact with any of these other creatures? You say they exist on multiple planes, multiple places. Are, are you still in contact with them? I would... I think not. I had a very strange dream a few nights ago, which is kind of weird. I don't think our kind typically dream, but... In the I... off chance that this was a dream, that there were those trying to reach out to you, how would you feel about being a brand representative? I'm sorry, what? I'm I'm not upset, Albus. I'm not upset in any way shape or form uh 
hearing the way that you've described these creatures, you appear to be a valuable asset to the team so long as, well, you stay alive. Now, as a representative, should anything end up occurring from this, you would do your best to put the right foot forward uh, representing the Acquisitions Incorporated brand. And should you return with this consciousness, perhaps we could work out a little deal. Help get our name out there. Because this seems like a perfect way to have, what's the words that Viari used? Subliminal messaging. Based on what you've described, it seems like you could possibly get people, well, thinking about Acquisitions Incorporated before they've even realized that they've started thinking about Acquisitions Incorporated. And that sounds like an incredibly novel idea. I don't know how the rest of my people, if I can even still call them that, uh, will be if they will be receptive to this or not. Well, that's why you would be a representative. You would be asking on our behalf to gauge interest. And should this prove to be a mutually beneficial arrangement? Should I get to a point where I am back in contact with my people? Of course. I will gauge interest, test the waters as it were. nods it says you could even be head lore monger you would already have all of the intelligence of well as checks his notes as you've described it galaxies worth of information that would be quite useful to the team now i will do my best to assure Oceanus that nothing will befall him, but do I have your word? What is my word worth to you? At this point, and you see that there, from the documents that he was working on, he actually turns over a small stack. At this point, it's worth your signature. I'm reading this motherfucking contract. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, make an insight check. Can, can I use my intelligence modifier? I would say uh, yes. Cool. As a lore monger, I will allow you to use your intelligence modifier for this. Uh, would I get anything from my lore monger e stuff for this? For looking through this, not directly. No. Cool. Insight. Yeah. Intelligence. 22. So looking through this, uh, looking through the actual wording and the structure that's in this, you see that a lot of this is 
again, mostly uh, talking about if you were to die while on Acquisitions Incorporated time, they do not owe you or your loved ones any kind of uh, any kind of severance pay. Uh, they also explain uh, that in the situation uh, that should you accidentally kill one of your party members for any reason uh that there will be an internal investigation that is held to determine if this was a preventable uh accident in the workplace and if it was preventable uh then you will be sternly reprimanded uh and then uh possibly your rank uh within the company will lower um but it seems like overall uh that this contract is worded favorably on your side more so than it would be Oceanus's. And all of it would be in Omen's favor. Yes. And you do read that at a certain point, uh as you're kind of flipping through, it's towards the last pages, and you can see that it's kind of sidelined in a little bit. Uh, and it says, upon reaching Loremonger rank 3, uh, you would then be required uh, to give one cubic inch of flesh to Acquisitions Incorporated. Would I know... Would, would I have an idea what that's for? Would Alvis have an idea what that's for? Make a arcana check using uh yeah I'll say if it, you're not proficient in it you can uh, add your proficiency. Uh, I am proficient in it. I got a six. You're not really sure why. You've you've yeah. heard of of other applets don't applets don't need the clone spell. No, they don't need flesh. That's weird. But there does seem to be a uh, a subclause for should you reach the third rank uh, of your profession. Now, at any point in this contract, does it say that I am required to deliver on Omen's vision? Or just that I have to ask? Uh, in the contract, it states that you will do your best to uphold your duties to Acquisitions Incorporated, as was described in the meeting uh, thereof, and then it has a fill-in date uh, that Omen puts down uh, and lists uh, and says, I've also, of course, kept records of our meeting notes. Uh, well, would I have any insight of what happened if I leave at that point? Uh, if you leave, you would just have to give all of your, uh, Acquisitions Incorporated gear back to head office, and then you would be left jobless. But there does not seem to be, uh, any, any ill intent, necessarily. It doesn't, it seems like a binding contract, but more of a, hold up your end of the bargain, I will hold up mine. Okay. I will sign the real name. Okay. And as you sign the real name, Omen looks down and you just hear him under his breath. Fascinating. Then leans back. Uh, you see him stand up with his hands behind his back again, just looking out towards the ocean. Uh, and he says, that'll be all. 
I'll see that we uh, deal with this issue internally. Do you know where Jim Dark Magic is at this point? And he turns around. I believe he's at the snapping line. Said something about wanting to try a local delicacy. Thank you. And he just nods. Uh, and then uh, as you head out, uh, as you leave, the door actually closes behind you. Uh, and there is no have a magical day at this point. Omen's door seems to just be a very solid stern open and shut. Uh, and then as you make your way downstairs, you see uh, Viari is currently cooking them up something, uh, some sort of dinner. And he uh, just nods to you as you make your way out. And then as you leave the head office's door, uh, the main door, that is when you hear the, have a magical day! And then uh, there is a collection of, of vibrant uh, sparkles that seem to emerge from it. Uh, they say it's not magical. I'm gonna head to I'm gonna head to the staffing line. If I see Hish on the way, I don't know that you're gonna go see Jim Dark Magic, so I wouldn't. I I would say, hey, where are you going? Yeah, and Hish, where were you going to look for Jim? I mean, I was gonna go to the acquisitions office to. Okay. Yeah, so as Albus is uh, making his way out of head office, you see, you hear the have a magical day. You see the prestidigitation sparkles above the door. You see him wince from the obvious migraine that he has had for quite some time. Uh, and he, other than that, looks in well enough spirits. You haven't really seen him look particularly happy or sad one way or the other. I think Hish would uh, stop him on his way out um, and just kind of say, <clears throat> anything we need to worry about? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Omen knows about, my, yeah. And it was fine? He wants to profit off of it. I would be more concerned on his part. And he thinks that's going to go well for him. He's hopeful he didn't really know what it meant. I sort of had to give him the... I, I had a few trouble students back whenever I was teaching. He was smarter than most of them, but... There was a lot of explanation. <clears throat> and Oceanus, is he coming back? Is he okay? Uh, Omen is going to try to resolve any tension between Oceanus and I. I don't know what that means. I hope it works. Or at least I... <sighs> I just want to, I'd like to see him back on the ship again. Um, anyway, I was I, 
I was going to go find Jim Dark Magic. Uh, Is he not here? No, he's at the snapping line. Uh, and Hish kind of pivots and turns on his heel to sort of um, stand side by side with you. Says, well, I guess I'm going to the snapping line too. Oh, okay. Where's Olman? He's going to meet me at uh, the faithful quartermaster. See about a helmet. Okay. We'll meet up with him later. And I guess we're heading to the snapping line. All right. Uh, so as the two of you end up making your way towards the snapping line, you can see that there is what appears to be some sort of commotion uh, that is coming from inside of the bar. Uh, and you hear a collected sound of booing. Uh <laughs> And uh, you watch as a mostly drunk wizard dressed all in purple with slicked black hair kind of shambles out from inside the snapping line. Just this place reeks of fish anyway. Fuck you guys. And then and he pulls out his wand and you just see him circle a quick little bit. Kind of checks. You've all been gracious hosts. Thank you so much. And then he just kind of begins just kind of uh, sauntering down the street. Uh, But you see, as you look down, he's not actually walking. He is just hovering ever so slightly above the ground, just sort of floating forward. And just, oh. Oh, hey, it's you guys. Jim. Hi. Sounds like you gave a uh, charming performance. Oh, it was it was one of my best ones yet. And you can see that like his his breath just reeks of booze chowder. Uh the lobster claw potato uh alcohol that you guys have had before and yeah, if this was a if this was a cartoon there would definitely be like little pops and bubbles coming from above his head. And just yeah, it was, it was good. It was a great performance. So did you do it? You kill all those fucking lizard people? No. Eh? We like uh No. <laughs> he slaps his hand. No. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time we've had a member do that kind of thing. What's up? We came to an agreement with them. Uh, they are not going... Everything's fine. They're not attacking us. They're worried about something else. Something else attacking a lot of them. Oh, uh, shit, like what? Uh, do you know what Sehugan are? And this is Gugu? Yeah. Mm. Just kind of like nod, but the way that he nods, he kind of rolls his head a little bit. You're not sure if it's a yay or a nay. Uh, but in order to get this very important contract done for head office uh, we sort of made a promise that we would give their leader an autograph hold up he just kind of leans off the side of the dock and just yarfs as you're saying this and then eventually just 
prestidigitation, and you see he just points his hand towards his face, but no magic actually happens. It's still just like kind of gross. Try again, good buddy. Okay. And he grabs the wand from his left holster and prestidigitation and points towards his face and you see that it does get cleaned, uh, but his goatee, his little soul patch that he has, is actually dyed a very uh, sharp pink color. Nailed it. Looks amazing. Are you in a state to sign an autograph? Oh. Or, or a wonderful fan? Anything for a fan. How much money they got? However much the contract that we just finished is worth. It's talking documancy. That's just, it's just lame. Well, okay. <clears throat> Tell there... you what. Well, well, 20 gold, they'll sign to... whatever you want. Sign a butt before I do it again. Okay. So, wait, is that a yes? You'll. Yeah, I'll do it. 20 gold. Okay, wait. Well, 20 gold is a little high. They're really. It's, do I you mean, know who this, I am? Kind of, this agreement hinges on you. I am Come James on. Winifred Dark Magic III of the New Hampshire Dark Magics. Right. And these are and your biggest would, fans. And it would mean a lot to head office if you would donate one of your autographs so that we can fulfill this contract and get this office started off on the right that foot. That doesn't sound Generosity like Omen. Known far and wide. Omen told me if you're good at doing something, never do it free. And if there's anything this guy's good at, it's signing his name on things that he doesn't know what it is. Five gold. Five gold. I want the coat. Ten gold. No coat. Got a picture? What am I signing? I kind of assumed that you just carried pictures of yourself on you. That's the other ten gold. He extends his hand out. And you see it's like kind of like shaking a little bit back and forth. <sighs> I'll put 20 gold down. And he takes it. He, he gets it. Like, you think that he's counting, but you see him, like, count the same piece a couple times and giggle to himself. Just, <laughs> suckers. He puts it into his coat pocket. And then he reaches in to uh, the inside pouch on his coat. And he pulls out uh, a clearly a picture that was taken many years ago. Now, will you specifically sign this uh... to the Lady Otha Kent? I spell it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He sets it onto, uh, like, he pushes it up against a wall. It says to Lady Otto Ken. No. Oh, God. Otha? It's very important that we get this correct. If I'm paying you 20 gold, you're going to get this right. And this one's for you. And he hands you, uh, he hands you Otto Ken's 
Lady Otto Ken's signature photograph, and he pulls out another one, puts it up against the wall. Uh, oh, spelled out anywhere. So, Kent, 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 Kent. All right, and he just kind of like scribbles the last little bit. With love, Jim Dark Magic. Five more gold for love. With love for free. Love ain't cheap. Or I put your face in the fish powder. And he points back to the snapping one. Make an intimidation check. Someone pray for me. <laughs> Take some galaxy brain. <laughs> Take a d6. <laughs> Okay. That is a 19 plus 3, 22 plus 3, 25. As you say that, you see him kind of like shirk back a little bit and he just sets it up and just says, with love. Draw a heart. No. He draws a little skull right next to it. That works. Eh, that's probably the same to them and then he signs very very quickly uh you see that he actually doesn't even sign his own name he pulls out a different pen and just sets it near the paper and lets his hand go and the pen actually signs his signature for him uh including dotting the eyes in his name with tiny skulls and then he grabs the pen at the end stuffs it back into his pocket there thank you why do you hate Viari so much? Like we, I mean, look we haven't understood. No, uh, he's like a brother to me. We have an understanding. We went through the death. The understanding curse. that you're both little bitches, right? You're not very. <laughs> and he just floats over to the side of the dock and just. <laughs> You're both all right. You guys are like my best friends right now. <laughs> oh, honey. Where's <laughs> Solomon? <laughs> and as he drunkenly asks, where's Omen? I need Omen. Uh, and you guys just kind of point him up towards the Ack Inc. headquarters. That is where we are going to call it for tonight's game. <laughs> So I would like to say thank you so much to these excellent players for coming by week after week to to experience Saltmarsh plus plus Ack Inc. Thank you to everybody in chat who uh, who stuck with us throughout this entire game. I know it's late for you East Coast people, but seriously, thank you so much. Uh, we are again going to be streaming on July 27th, so come check us out there for more games. Uh, Dingo, where can we find you? What do you do? That is an excellent question. Um, I play in a lot of tabletop RPGs and a lot of different games on a lot of different channels. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Where's My Dingus, all one word. Um, Mondays and Tuesdays, I am on Katie Face's channel playing um, Masks, no, sorry, Monster of the Week and Masks, respectively. 
Wednesdays. Uh, I will also be occasionally on Katie's channel playing in the Summer of Spooks, which is a summer long event full of different one shots, all spooky horror themed, very fun. Thursdays I am here and then Fridays you can find me on uh, Off the Table playing, um, what am I playing? Uh, Urban Shadows, Sanguahona, The Claiming. Um, forgot the system there for a second, which is a sort of cowboy themed Urban Shadows game. Um, and you can find all of that um, on my Twitter. I retweet everything I do. So that's the best place to find me and what I'm doing. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Reeves, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Reevespot. I play uh, on Wednesdays. I'm trying to play through my entire game library on my, my digital systems, various platforms. Uh, three games a week, an hour each, all chosen by a rotating co-host. I try to determine if they're worth spending more time into or not. Uh, Thursdays, I'm here. And then on Sundays, I am playing through a Divinity 2... Or, or any original sin to tactics mode game with some friends of mine and then hopefully after that we'll be playing a final fantasy tactics-esque 4e game uh which should be really fun uh i'm definitely not designing a rip off of mega man not at all anyway <laughs> yeah and then i have a twitter where i announce when i'm going live same handle excellent and cyber where can we find you what do you do on cyber i you can catch me on twitter at cyberwolf1201 i hope i'm playing at the right space uh where i tweet shit posts and also whenever i go live on various uh other places but it's pretty much just uh twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201 where i play video games badly like how i'm struggling through watchdogs right now uh but i talk about lore because you know it's fun Especially whenever the lore is hidden behind a whole bunch of side quests that you can't skip through. But all the archives of that go to a YouTube channel that has a horrible, horrible URL. Uh, but you can also find a podcast there that Kyle with an N I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and just talk about the RPG stuff that we did. There was also another video uploaded there today. It's literally 16 seconds of uh liam o'brien so there you go uh but for other rpg stuff you can find me here on thursdays you found us good job uh you can also find me in the monday night game here on indoor adventures where i play Ar arjan arjan this guy this this guy finger pointing is hard uh the black dragon born blood hunter and uh next week you can find me at Jenkin. I'll be I'll be wandering around Jenkin. So if you're if you're in Indianapolis, hit me up on Twitter. Say hi. I'll come say hi. Yeah. Excellent. And if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey fella, it's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Uh, mostly for our weekday shows. Uh, those are all at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then the weekend show uh, is typically going to be at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. 
those are our community days so i try and bring in people from our discord from patreon uh and just get them thrown together so that way we can all play a play a fun game uh speaking of fun games to play again we are doing our charity stream on uh saturday the 27th of july so consider coming by checking us out and uh donating to donating possibly to help a good cause and if you can't donate consider following the channel because then i will make a donation for you uh we also have uh we also have reward tiers set up for donations on the saturday game so you can uh if you donate money you can give uh players things like advantage critical hits items of wonder maybe heal the party there's all sorts of stuff that we're trying to do to help incentivize people uh to donate so consider checking it out uh but until then we are going to be going to our patreon supported podcast called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community at large so uh uh, if you have any questions for us, feel free to either join us on Discord or possibly link your questions in the stream chat, and I will do my best to respond to those. Uh, also, as a sad announcement, we won't be playing next week because I am also going to be at Gen Con. So if you spot either myself or Cyber at Gen Con, feel free to stop by. Uh, the entire Four Keeps crew is going to be there. Our Tuesday night group is the four keeps as well so consider stopping by i know that our friend graybeard is going kylan is going to be at gen con as well so if you want to say hello to your favorite regrettable cleric uh she will be wandering the show floor so with that said we are going to be going into our after show thank you so much again to these wonderful players for putting up with my bullshit each week and we will see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye bye